Blog well, Talk Radio. Welcome to the Alarm Camel Writer Network. Opinions expressed on our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Well, listeners, welcome to the Lena Nelson Dooley Show. I'm really excited about the interview today because we have six of the authors of the Thanksgiving Books and Blessings series on the show together. These books will start releasing on September 6th with and book one, uh, which is Carol McAdoo's, uh, will release on the 6th and there will be one book per day until September 14th when my book will release. Uh, if you want to know more about all these authors, I will be interviewing each one in more depth starting on September 3rd and continuing through September 13th on my blog. Uh, I don't do blog interviews on the weekend, so there'll be two days in there. We don't have one. You can find my blog at http colon slash slash, you know that stuff, Lena Nelson Dooley, all one word, L-E-N-A-N-E-L-S-O-N-D-O-O-L-E-Y dot blogspot dot com. And I don't usually do commercials on my show. If you've been listening for a long time, you know that. Uh, But today, we're going to have a commercial (laughs) because uh, I want to mention my next book, which releases right before these books start releasing. It's called The Twelve Gifts of Christmas. Uh, it will release on September 4th. This contemporary novel, now see, y'all, we're all doing historical in this other. This contemporary novel is set in the Mid-Cities area of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. I live there, by the way. The editor requested a Christmas novel where the romance takes place in only 12 days. And she actually gave me the title. So this isn't anything that has to do with the carol, Christmas carol, but it's about 12 gifts and a 12-day romance. And actually, it was I was a good person for her to ask to do this because my husband and I got married three months and three days after we met, and I used a question that he asked me on the second or third date to it's in this. It's in this book. You'll you'll have to get the book to find out what it was, and um, so I knew the feelings that this heroine was having. Uh, so it, it was it was a real a real good part of the book. So okay, this book and all of the Thanksgiving books and blessings series are up for pre-order until the release dates. The Thanksgiving books are all uh, all on Kindle. And they will have print books available soon. Um, and then the other book is, is will be available both print and Kindle as well. But I think it's available also on other ebook sites for pre-order right now. would love to have you check it out, and you'll be the first ones to get it the minute 
that the, the, it releases. Now to welcome my fellow authors. Uh, this is the first time I've actually met some of these, even online. Uh, we have, uh, I'm going to read, read uh, their bios, Heather, uh, I only, Heather, what's your last name? I didn't put the last name down. Isn't it Blant, Blanton? Isn't that it? That's correct. Heather Blanton, yeah. That's funny. Okay. Heather is a best-selling author. Oh, well, right. It's in the bio. Uh, who loves exploring and writing about the American West. And her novels are all Christian Western romance. Oh, I love that. A genre that lets her write about feisty pioneer woman who struggle to find love and keep their faith. Like all good old-fashioned Westerns, there's always justice, a moral message, American values, yes. Lots of high adventure, <laughs> unexpected plot twists, and often more than a touch of suspense. She's a member of Western Writers of America and American Christian Fiction Writers. Uh, receive a free book by signing up for her email letter newsletter at www.ladiesindefiance.com. And then we have Kristen Holt. Hi, Kristen. Kristen writes sweet romances, G and PG rated, set in the Victorian American West, appropriate for all audiences, including fans of Christian historical romance. Try a free novella at www.kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Holt, H-O-L-T, all one word, dot com. Kristen is a wife and mom without grandchildren, a reader, oh, poor poor thing, I have grandchildren and great-grands, <laughs> a reader, a skilled seamstress, a not-so-skilled housekeeper, yay, a self-taught bread baker and knitter, registered nurse, and former territory manager of Weight Watchers. Well, I've been on Weight Watchers, too, and I actually worked, and I, I was a leader at one time. Oh. She's been some... <laughs> she spends so much time exploring the 19th century. She's grateful to live in the 21st with climate control, antibiotics, and successful medical surgery. After all, she's a surgical veteran, having experienced eight or nine and lived to tell about it. Yay. Uh, I've experienced a few, but not that many. And then we have Carol McAdoo. Uh, I, I've known Carol for several years now. Her top top priority is God's glory, and that's exactly what Carol McAdoo prays her stories will bring. To entertain and draw readers into a closer walk with him is next. A quick mm-hmm. check of stars and reviews attest to the success of this award-winning, best-selling author, all by the Father's faithfulness. Besides writing, she loves singing praises, including the new songs he gives her. I love that, too, because I, I love going on online and 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 uh hearing what she's he's given her um visit her youtube channel oh by the way i have a youtube channel too y'all can check me out i don't have much on it (laughs) ron is her high school sweetheart husband who won her heart 52 years ago and they share four children and 17 grand sugars ron and carol live in 34 
on 34 acres, the Peaceable in the woods south of Clarksville, seat of Red River County in far northeast Texas, and wait expectantly for God to open the next door. George, hi George. George dreamed to be, become a, of becoming a superhero. Well, you're probably a superhero to someone, George. Sadly, no well, radioactive storms. <laughs> No radioactive storms or animals came into his life. One day, spinning a tall tale for his family, someone suggested, once again, with his ministry experience and imagination, he should write books. Like lightning struck, he considered, why not? Since he's been using his gift of creative writing, building his bibliography. He lives in the wonderful state of almost heaven, West Virginia, and his wife of 30-plus years and a service dog named Daisy May. His daughter, grandsons, and their families live in the house above their basement apartment. And then Kit Morgan. Hi, Kit. Uh, I've had her on my blog before, uh, just recently. Kit Morgan has been writing for fun all of her life. Her whimsical stories are fun, inspirational, sweet, and clean. G and PG rated, and depict a strong sense of family and community. Raised by a homicide detective. Oh, wow. You can get lots of good uh, info from him, right? Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) A homicide detective. One would think she's witnessed rights of suspense, but no. Kit likes fun and romantic westerns. Kit resides in the beautiful Pacific Northwest in a little log cabin on Clear Creek from which our fictional town from our Prairie Brides and Prairie Grooms series are named. Uh, okay, this is going to be fun. I'm going to start out by asking a question from Carol. Uh, weren't you were, were you the one who first came up with the idea of this series? I guess I would be the, the party there. Um, I, I absolutely love Thanksgiving and there hadn't been too many Thanksgiving collections. There's a lot in December. So uh-huh. um, I I called and got in touch with these authors, and, and uh, they were excited about it, and so we decided to do the collection. Well, how did you choose each author, or, or did, you just, did you choose everyone who contacted you, or what? Uh, no, I didn't put out an open invitation. I uh, oh. I got in touch with some authors that I knew online, and then a couple of them um, also recommended somebody that they thought would be good for it, and I would get in touch with that person, and, and so that's kind of how we got together. Well, that's cool. Uh, since your book is the first in in the series to release, go ahead and tell us about your story. Well... This is also, besides being book one in the Thanksgiving Books and Collection, Thanksgiving Books and Blessings Collection, it's also the first book of a new family saga that I'm writing personally. And um, it's the story of three families who are uh, very close-knit by blood and by friendship. And they live in Tennessee and find out that they are going to have to move off of their land. Uh, They got a shyster, gave them a bad deed. And so they all vote and decide to come to Texas. 
and so it's the story of their struggles and what they go through and and um, trying to get to Texas with all of their you know earthly belongings like the Western pioneers did. The uh, well, determined that it was book one and and how it came about that you know there's the books are placed in the order of that of their time setting. And my book, Gone to Texas, takes place in 1832. No, wow. 1840. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 1840. And um, and so it was the earliest date in the collection. So that's why it's number one. Yeah, that's really neat. Cause mine is the last one in the collection, and mine is in 1896 in Texas. How cool. Cool. That's that's wonderful. Now, uh, okay, I'm probably not getting these in the right uh, order, but Heather, tell us about your story. (laughs) Tell us Um, about your story. Mine is is called Daughter of Defiance, and I actually pick up a character from my Defiance books and bring her back to her hometown of Dodge City, Kansas, in 1878. Um, cool. In, in my book, A Promise and Defiance, this this lady is a very, very bad character, and she causes, she just wreaks all kinds of havoc, and people die because of her, and by the end of that book, her her she's just broken. She's devastated. She's lost everything that she thought she had or ever believed in. She is at the lowest point a person could possibly ever be. She's even considering suicide, but she wants wow. to go home and see her her mother, who she hasn't seen in over 15 years, and they have been separated by a huge misunderstanding. And I, I just there are places in the story that I just weep because I know so many people who are so broken about things they've done, and they don't know that we serve a God who is a God of redemption, a God of love, healing, and mercy. And one of my favorite things about this story is there is a horse that is pivotal to this plot because this horse has been abused and passed around and beat up and it comes to this um, rancher's place and the rancher has basically a horse whisperer, a guy who speaks so much wisdom to my, my character, Victoria, while he's helping heal this horse. And it's, it's, it's just a metaphor, and, I, and I'm really excited about this story and it has a beautiful, happy ending and a super, super huge twist ending as well. So wow, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm pretty excited about it. So we'll just see how that goes. <laughs> that that sounds really interesting. Uh, I I love twists in stories. I I love to be surprised. And I know you're a lot of y'all are probably like me. You've read so many and you've written so many that it's hard to surprise you. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say that, and um, I can pretty much guarantee nobody's going to see this ending coming. If they do, I will. I will be shocked. <laughs> well, I love that kind of thing because I, you know, I always have it. Okay, I've got this figured out. You know, like by chapter four or five, like okay, I know what's going on here, and then I get down there to chapter nineteen or whatever, and all of a sudden it's like, whoop. <laughs> There goes your theory. And I love the right way out. the characters. I, I love the way the characters can help you spin those twists too. Don't you? Don't isn't it cool the way they just come alive to us? Oh yes, oh yes. 
uh, my, my, okay, I am married to, um, you know, in ACFW, they say there are uh, riders and there are normals. Well, I'm married <laughs> to a normal. And he he's lived with me. I mean, we've been married for 54 years, okay? But he still thinks riders, uh, he, he doesn't understand at all. And one day at, lu- at lunch, we were sitting at the table and it was, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. The book was uh, the one that's The Gold Digger. Uh, and uh, the t- you know, title now is The Gold Digger. And uh, mm-hmm. I was sitting there and I said, oh. And he said, what? And I said, I just realized what Jeremiah's going to do. And he said, Jeremiah, we don't know a Jeremiah. What are you talking about? Jeremiah? And I said, that's the hero, the hero in my, in my novel. And he, he just looked me in the eyes and he just went, writers think weird. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> my husband has sort of resi- resigned himself to it. Every once in a while, he'll come in for lunch and say, well, have you killed anybody today? And I'll be like, not yet, but I've researched hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Writing is fun, isn't it? Yes, isn't it, it is. fun? I'm very blessed to be able to do it. This I, is Carol, yeah, I know. and I just I, wanted to. This is Carol, and I was going to interject that my husband and I write together, and and I that, knew that that could make that could make for some odd conversation. <laughs> people, are, <laughs> people are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have, some you have to be careful when you're out in public and and are having conversations. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, there was at at. Uh, uh, the the first national ACFW conference was in Kansas City, and we we were at a little hotel out by the airport because we were little then, and um, <laughs> there were some of the suspense riders who were waiting for an elevator, and they were <laughs> they were talking about how they were going to what uh, a murder they were planning a murder. And uh, <laughs> the maids, now this, the, the elevators were kind of in a little alcove, and they didn't know anyone was around. And the maids were coming down the hall, and they they stopped and waited until the elevator came, and the people got on and left. And then they got on the elevator, and they went down, and they went to the office, and they said, there were some people up on such and such floor, and they were planning a murder. <laughs> and they were so agitated. And, and the manager of the hotel, you know, they said, oh, yeah, we know. They're, they're at romance writers, because at that time it was American Christian romance writers. And they're romance writers. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Calling their heads. George, you're next. Tell me about your story and our listeners. My my story is actually a follow-up story. Um, I have a a character, a beloved... I'm having trouble hearing you, George. Can you hear me now? A little better. Let me turn everything up. That's better? That's pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so um, my character, my book, is actually a follow-up story to a story I wrote two years ago before Thanksgiving. 
uh, with a beloved character of mine called Nugget Nate Ryder, who is a mountain man who uh, has this unusual gift of being able to see uh, where, where he's needed, when he's needed to do something heroic. And um, he has uh, left his family farm in Kentucky in the hands of a widow and her three children. And all of a sudden, he wakes up one morning and realizes he's got to be back on the farm because the widow needs him. And when he arrives with his wife, uh, what they find out is the, the young widow now has three shooters, all of whom want to marry her. And she doesn't want any of them. Instead, she has her mindset on a fourth individual who doesn't even realize he's entered the race, so to speak. And so uh-huh. they help her find the perfect husband and get the perfect proposal on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Alrighty now. Oh well, that's good. Now some of our. Oh, let me ask Kit. Kit, tell us about your story. Well, mine is actually a prequel to my Prairie Ride and Prairie Group series. And uh, it's Prairie Brides and Prairie Grooms have a very heavy British influence because my main family are from England. And so this goes back 10 years to when um, the family, the original family, first comes over to America. The, the father has a dream of starting a cattle ranch, which was very common back then. And unfortunately, he bites the dust in a carriage accident <laughs> in uh, Independence, Missouri, before they can even leave. So this leaves the poor wife with a decision, do I go forward and try to fulfill his dream or do I go back to England? Well, she decides to go forward and she's got three teenage sons. And the last wagon train leaving is uh, one of those that you have to be married in order to join them. So she's like, Uh oh dear. (laughs) So she, she starts interviewing because she really wants to make this happen. And she winds up uh, striking a bargain and making, you know, marrying a guy who also is heading west who women are scarce out there. I might as well get a wife here. And he also has two teenage sons. So this is the ultimate blended family <laughs> trying to blend over 2,000 miles, five teenage boys. Wow. Just picture that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I can think of a lot of things that could happen on that trip. And none uh, of them like each other. <laughs> oh yeah. That that always helps. <laughs> okay. Okay, a lot you all were saying, you know, some were prequel, some was a, a beginning of a, a new series and whatever. I have started doing a um they're 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 not interconnected at all, but a, uh, deep in the heart of Texas series, and my um, a heart's gift, which uh, 
released in 2016, and it it won the Faith, Hope, and Love Reader's Choice Award in 2017. First year they've ever allowed indie published books. And it was the only indie published book that finaled in any category, and it won the long historical. So I was really thrilled about that. But that was my first Deep in the Heart of Texas book. And then I have uh, the one that's in this series, mine in this series, is um, uh, Esther's Temptation. Esther's Temptation. Yeah, I had to think a minute. Which book is it? Esther's Temptation. Um, is is a it's about a a saddle weary former U.S. marshal who comes into Denton, Texas, uh, because he is certain that he is he he's found uh, the gang that he's been searching for for years. He always gets to the town right after they've left, and uh, he's he's got it all figured out that it, that they're in Denton and they're they're still there, and he is going to finally be able to apprehend them. Uh, he even he the reason he's a former U.S. Ranger is uh, I mean U.S. Marshal is because the uh, U.S. Marshal in Washington, D.C., told him, he said, you've spent a lot, enough time searching for these people. You've got to stop or, or turn in your badge. And he, the, the, his boss thought he would stop, but he turned in his badge, and then he still kept trying to find these people. And he uh, comes into town, and uh, I have to tell you this part about it. Years ago, before I ever wrote any kind of Western anything, I was cooking, and I don't know if you guys know, but I have little pads of paper and pens in every room in my house because if if a thought comes to me, I write it down, whatever I need, you know, if it's for something in the book or whatever. But at that time, I was writing prairie romances. That's all I had written. And this line just kept going through my head. I was, I was cooking, and I was like, this is driving me crazy. So I got that pad, and I wrote the line, and it was on a, a, a post-it note, and I put it on my file cabinet. And it, the, the line was, he wasn't looking for a relationship, and that woman had strings on her so long they could really hogtie a man. <laughs> and I thought... That's a Western line. I'll never use that. And I plopped it up here on my, and that line is in chapter one, I think, of this book. Oh, uh, how fun! Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. But uh, he he sees this redhead, gorgeous redhead, and uh, they are there's electricity, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Both of them can't imagine what has just happened, you know. And uh, uh, so he gets sidetracked by the uh, redhead who who is, she has been wanting, all of her friends are married now. 
all of her friends are married, and most of them are having children. And she's like the old maid. <laughs> and she's not that old, but she's like the old maid. And her deepest desire is a husband and children. And uh, she's she's never even told her close friends how just how deep that desire is, and uh, and she is knows for sure that this cowboy is not who God intended for her to marry. So that sets up the tension uh, because she's so she's so tempted and she finds out he's not a Christian and that for sure makes him off limits and blah blah blah. And then and then there's surprises <laughs> about the people he's he is he is seeking and there my I don't I have some people in the critique group that meet in my home who write romantic comedy on purpose. Now I don't write romantic comedy on purpose. But there usually ends up to be be a several humorous situations in each of my books, and this one had several humorous situations in it, which was a lot of fun. I like it when they just they just happen. I don't plan them; they just happen. So, some of our books are uh, full length novels, and and some of them are. Um, Novellas. Novellas. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Heather, what what is yours? Mm-hmm. My is yours a novella? Um, it's a no, It's a, it's somewhere right between a novella and a short novel. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then uh, Kristen, what about yours? Mine is full length. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It will it and- will be. Just short of 400 pages in a paperback. Wow. Okay. Long. <laughs> and Carol is is full length. Yes, mine's just a little over uh, 400 pages in the paperback. Okay. And uh, George? Uh, mine's a novella. Okay. And Kit? Mine's full length. It's about... 70,000 words, so 250, 275 pages. Yeah. Well, mine is uh, a short novel because it's just, it's about 60,000 words. So so we have all, all different lengths of them. But then, Carol, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a later, are these, aren't these books going to all come out? In a collection. In I know November, all of- that's that's what we're hoping to do in November. We we're talking to uh, to the publisher and seeing if we can't put them all into one file and to where uh-huh. everybody can order all nine books with uh, with one AISN number, which will be uh-huh. of course a Kindle book and. And if yeah. that we've got that plan for November the first. Hey, we are uh, having I, a launch party. We might ought to mention our launch party. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Why don't you? Up, why don't you tell us about up. the launch party? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for all together. You go ahead and tell us about the launch party. 
Me? Carol? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. yes. Carol, though, you're the writer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're um, right over. It's going to be on September the 6th. That's a Thursday, uh, the launch day for my book. And we're going to launch all nine authors. We'll be there and have one hour apiece. And uh, there'll be a lot of fun and games and, and giveaways. And we hope that everybody will come. You can find it online by, by going to Facebook and looking up, searching for Thanksgiving Books and Blessings, the the and between books and blessings is we use the ampersand. So it's Thanksgiving books and blessings, and then it's the launch celebration. And uh, starts at ten o'clock Central Time, and uh, in the morning. And then we're going to go through seven o'clock uh, at, in the evening to get that last book in there. Uh, but it's going to be a, a real fun time, and then the books will actually come out one each day. Um, like you said, Lena, from the 6th to yeah. the 14th. Well, now, um, what day of the week is that, is the 6th? It's a Thursday, and, it, and again, it course. starts at 10, 10 o'clock in the morning. You're going to have to give me, I'll have to have a, a time before... Uh, before five o'clock. I thought so. I, have, I thought that your your writers critique my crit that now. Group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Be, uh, I, I, I just I need for that. Those things are fun. They're they're crazy and <laughs> and they're wild, <laughs> but they're fun. So yeah. Oh that, yeah. Uh, and we're going to leave it. Thing. We're going to and we're leaving the party open until. Uh, we're not announcing any winners until the next morning, um, and that way people who work during the day and can't come early can still have time to uh, see all the authors and, and play the games and enter the enter the giveaway. Okay. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so is does anyone have anything else they would like to tell? say to our listeners I don't think we thank you for having us oh, <laughs> oh it's my pleasure it's have my pleasure have we heard from what? Kristen about her book Kristen from... Holt I don't, have we heard her book yet I don't yeah think we did so. I, 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 didn't we Kit Morgan yeah no. Kristen did no, I not but ask? I figured that that you were using your time the way that you had. No, we want planned, we so want it's you. Fine. No, we want you, Kristen. No, I, what I did is <laughs> I scheduled more time in the show. Now we can stop before we can stop the episode before our time runs out. If we, you know, but I knew we would go over the thirty minutes, and so how did I do that? How did I miss you? I read okay. your I read your I read your bio. <laughs> okay, Kristen, we all want to know about your book. Thank you guys okay. for catching me on that. <laughs> My title, unmistakably yours, is set in eighteen eighty seven high in the Colorado Rocky Mountains in my fictitious town called Mountain Home. There are other mountain homes in various states, but never one in Colorado. This title is book 
nine in my own world and book eight in the Thanksgiving Books and Blessings series. It's between a, a, a romance between a shopkeeper and his business neighbor who has a tea room. He is as down-to-earth and normal as any single father can be with four rambunctious sons and a much younger half-brother under his care. And a woman who is pretty buttoned up. She's never married and is responsible for caring for her aging mother. And they both want an empty store space between the grocery store, then called a grocery emporium, and her tea room. And both have very compelling reasons to expand. Both feel very much mandated to do so. And there's only one store space. That's the prize. One prize, two contestants, and three miracles is the little tagline for this story. There are three different distinct miracles that will occur in the lives of these characters. Yay. They have to recognize that there's something much larger going on here. It's my first significant Christian publication. All of my books before have been, very often readers will tell me, I loved your Christian novel, and I just have to smile and nod because I didn't intend it to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that is the, the, the brief setup. Well, I, uh, I always wanted, wanted to write uh, for a wide audience, uh, write books that would would have Christian principles in it, but not necessarily hit people over the head with a Bible kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, in my, in, so I, I love that about your book. In my book, I don't always have a salvation scene, but there is a salvation scene, man to man salvation scene, which is one of the hardest scenes I have ever written is, but I have two different books that have man-to-man salvation scenes. And I've had men who read them who said, yeah, that's how, that's how it would be with guys. You know, that's how it would be. Good. So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. but, but they're always hard for me. Uh, but uh, anyway, we are, we are happy that you have had so much uh, success in writing those kind of books because uh, actually, I think probably most of us uh, would want a wider audience than just uh, preaching to the choir, you know. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. So, so does anyone else have something they would like to say to our our audience? Well, don't all speak at once. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thank I thank each of you tremendously. Now there are three other authors because um, we've got six here. Uh, There's Suzette Lynette Williams. Sowell, huh? Mm-hmm. Suzette, Suzette Williams, Williams Lynette and Lynette Sowell, and Pauline Creighton. She writes under yes. just the initial P. P. Creighton. Yes. Yes. And those uh, are our nine authors. Yeah, they're they're they weren't able to be on the show today and and that's fine. We just wanted to bring the books to you uh with as many of our authors as 
as we could together at once. And uh, if you're listening in right now, or if if you, because people can listen in uh, to the show for up to two years because they're archived for two years. But when you go to Blog Talk Radio, the Along Came a Rider Network, uh, they're, they're, and you find the Lena Nelson Dooley shows, they always have a slideshow on there. And you will see the slides, the covers of each of our books on the slideshow when you see this one. Also, this show will become a podcast, free podcast on iTunes. I'm not sure exactly how quickly that happens, but I know it happens within the next very few days. Uh, so if you want to go uh, get it on an iPod, you know, uh, iTunes podcast, you can. Uh, but awesome. thank you, thank you very and much for being here. And uh, I'm yes. I don't know if um, what all the other authors are are saying the same thing, but my readers that have responded to the Thanksgiving books and blessings, some of the ones that came to the cover reveal party, uh-huh. they're all so excited about having a Thanksgiving collection. And yeah. uh, yeah. none of us mentioned that yet, but in our in all nine of the books, the major thing that ties them together is it happens in the fall, and there's always a Thanksgiving dinner scene. And yeah. uh, I, I just love Thanksgiving so much because it's it's a it's a low key holiday, but it's all about giving God thanks and yeah. and bringing glory to Him, and and that's one thing I'm so excited about this book, and I'm finding that the readers are excited about it too. Yeah, it's always been. Uh, uh, now this used to Thanksgiving was a really big thing. Thanksgiving and then Christmas, that was the big whole holiday season. But then they started, and and uh, Halloween was very low-key. And then they've started making such a big thing out of Halloween that Thanksgiving has become the forgotten holiday. Not not really forgotten, but, I mean, they, they are, it, it doesn't have... The, People don't spend so much money on it. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah, and that's why the stores do all. But I mean, you've got yes. you've got Christmas things in in the they'll be in the stores by September, and Halloween will be in the stores by the end of September. Some of it. Uh, I mean, it's just and you you can hardly find. Thanksgiving things. You have to go special places to find Thanksgiving things. And to me, Thanksgiving is a super important holiday. Number one, it was we're thanks. It was Thanksgiving because of uh, the the set, first settlers, white settlers in the United States, who came and and. Uh, uh, it, it was they were giving thanks because the Indians came and helped them when they were having trouble uh, growing things, and they had this big feast. Uh, 
together when when the Indians and the uh, pilgrims had worked together. And that's important in my mind because I like history and I like I like us to not lose the history of our country. Uh, Thanksgiving so often to a lot of people is let's eat a lot and let's watch football, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have <clears throat> in our household. I started a number of years ago. I, it's not it's not my idea. I saw it somewhere <clears throat> that this family had gotten a blank book, you know, and every year whoever was at their house for Thanksgiving had to write something in what they're thankful for in the Thanksgiving book. And I bought one, and we've been doing it for years. It's almost finished. I'm, it's almost full. We're going to have to get another one. But, I mean, the little kids that all they could do is color with a crayon on a page or whatever. Uh-huh. We've had people who weren't part of the family who were with us on Thanksgiving, someone who didn't have any place else to go and their things are in there. But also our family, we can look back and see what we said 10 years ago or whatever, you know. And uh, because it's important for us to know, to express what our thanks are. And some of the guys who aren't as good at expressing feelings and things they would write them in the book and so I've occasionally I'll go back and so each Thanksgiving most of the women kind of look back through and see what uh and actually uh one of my grandsons he and his wife um uh they 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 got married without having any of the family there and so when he wrote in the Thanksgiving book, he says, I'm thankful for my wife. And I went, oh, really? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was kind of fun. But yeah, anyway, you know, yeah. Know, I, think, I think one thing that's important about this collection, um, so I'm in North Carolina. I'm right down the road, basically, from UNC Chapel Hill, where a mob tore down a statue last night. And I'm not going to defend the statue, but, um, you know, there is so much division, so much violence, oh, yeah. so much. Uh, the country has become so polarized. And yes. I think we, we really need to focus on the things that are still right with this country. Um, yes. And just to find a spirit. What is it? To find the gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. You know, I went Amen. to Carolina. I walked by that statue every day. I understood what it stood for, but I also understood that it had become a huge joke on campus. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but that statue was called Silent Sam because legend said when a virgin walked by him, he would discharge his rifle, and he never did, so he was silent, and that was the joke. And that was, and the you know the statue was a huge joke on campus, and these people turned these it into something that it really wasn't anymore. And so yeah. now the statue's gone. The history will be forgotten, and you should never forget the lessons that history teaches. But I don't oh, mean to I'm, take us there. But my point is, we just we just need to try to reach out to people and and get them to be thankful for what they do have in this country. This is the greatest country on on the planet. <laughs> we need to live in. Yeah, we need to live in a state of thankfulness. We really do. Yeah. Uh, yes. Our lives, you know, people gripe so much. And in, if instead of 
griping about things if they had a spirit of thankfulness about what is what is uh mm-hmm. they would be happier and everybody around them would be happier you know Absolutely. you're right thanksgiving is so so important and yes the statues have been t- in the D- Dallas Fort Worth metroplex uh many statues have been taken down most of them have been saved and uh, they're going into museums somewhere or whatever. But um, when you start trying to rewrite history, mm-hmm. um, that's not a good thing. Because if you rewrite history, you'll make the same mistakes again. You know? That's right. That's right. That's uh, right. And I was really thrilled when, of course, Carol will tell you <laughs> I have written three books since January 1st. And so I was like, oh, my. Oh my. <laughs> um, and and uh, uh, I, the book that the one that's coming out in sep- on September 4th was requested by an uh, uh, editor and she requested it in December. And we signed a contract in in January and it's coming out in September and you know how fast that had to happen (laughs) I did nothing but write books I mean I I went to the beauty shop (laughs) of course course. and I and I went to church I had my critique group and I was with family that's it Everything else dropped out of my life because I had to write all the time. And so, uh, yeah, I am, I have, I have been, Carol had said there hasn't been many Thanksgiving. Uh, we did publish, like, not last year, but the year before, uh, from my critique group, we published a Thanksgiving novella collection. Of course, we only left it up about, six months, you know, uh, and, and it sold quite well. Uh, but we did the Thanksgiving one because nobody hardly d- did Thanksgiving ones. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe, maybe mm-hmm. we'll encourage other people to become thankful and write Thanksgiving books, mm-hmm. Amen. which would be, which would be a good thing. Well, thank you yeah. each one of you again. Thank you, George and Kit and Carol and Kristen and Heather for taking time out of your day to uh, be with me and with my uh, listening audience. And uh, I just, I believe that God has, is blessing this series and uh, we will see a lot come from it. And uh, thank you very, very much. Sure, thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Thank, thank you. you. It was thank you, fun. Lena. I, I love doing things like that. 